are the content rebels. We've got zero time for busy work that masquerades as marketing, and we're done with losing the impact of our big message just to satisfy some SEO or social media algorithm rules. This is a show about marketing for established soloish entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships with clients online. Join me each week as we make your content work for you. Hey, hey, friends. Today, we are all going to be talking about the content easy button. And I just want to say this this topic has been on my list to talk about for quite some time, months even, probably all the way back since June, but I haven't quite gotten to it. Other topics had more pressing timelines, shall we say. (laughs) And I'm kind of glad that it took me a little while to get to this because I am now a month into this newer schedule of publishing each podcast episode every other week or biweekly or fortnightly or, you know, however we want to term that difficult term, right? And it feels like the content easy button is a topic that's now flowing out of me. And part of the reason is with more space, with two weeks between episodes, I have the the bandwidth and the ability to dive more fully and, and really practice the thoughts that I want to get out, which is important as I've shared, you know, in my episode with Jeremy Enns, I think it was 233 way back, we talked about the work of producing on a regular basis and giving you the space and time for you to really practice your thought leadership and and get the thing you believe out there in the most eloquent manner so you can help people in the most efficient way possible, right? So that is nice. But that alone does not make for a content easy button. The real thing is like, what is the content easy button? It's just that thing from the Staples commercials, right? We all want the easy button. We want to press the big red rounded, you know, dome of a button and be like, bang, done. And I understand it. You know, we might not admit it out loud, or maybe we do loudly and often, right? That we we want content for our business to be easier. And the reason for that is that we believe so strongly in what we do. Like we, we know it will actually change lives if people just embrace our big idea. But also, it's such a big idea and it's such a massive change maker. Why exactly do we have to market it in the first place? Shouldn't people just get it? It will change your life if you do this thing this one way, right? Whatever the services that we offer. If you embrace this thing, life will be better. And sometimes we believe so strongly in what we offer, the service we're putting out there, the product we're putting out there, that it's almost it's almost hard to understand why we have to market in the first place. Shouldn't people just get it? I've heard clients actually say that that phrase, right? That's the underlying vibe or, or feeling that many people have had. It's not that marketing isn't worthwhile for, for others. It's that for us, we shouldn't have to. People should be chomping, absolutely frothing to work with us. And I think this is a wonderful place to be. It means you truly own your brilliance. It means you know what you're about. But also, we have to acknowledge that traffic doesn't just appear. You know, in in a city, you have to build a freeway to get people across the city in a timely manner. You have to connect streets so people can go there. And that's what marketing does for our audience. It gives them the streets and the highways to go on so they can get to you faster and then get to that big change that will turn corners in their life. So we know that content works, right? We know that content will market our business, but, but we're busy. And I've said it before and I will say it again. We are in business to support our lifestyle, not the other way around. We're actually doing the work of helping people. We're busy doing that work. So 
the content gets pushed aside, right? The content gets pushed aside, even though we know it will help. And part of the reason that it gets pushed aside is that we don't prioritize it because we're busy, sure. But that real reason is that we feel like we shouldn't have to keep coming back to it. Here's my question for you. What if you didn't have to come back to it? What if you were able to use what's already done again and again, because you know that it works so well and in delivering that traffic to you, to your website, to your offer, to the service you provide, and you get to just reuse it. Now that is part of what repurposing is, right? I spoke recently with my friend Deanna Seymour. The episode was just published as I'm recording this recently, and uh, her podcast is called Big Fun Content. You should definitely go take a look. And yes, I am promoting another content person because we provide slightly different services and we work with slightly different kinds of clients and she does amazing work and I have no problem, like no problem referring her. But we had a great conversation about the three R's of repurposing and how you can use them to not ghost your clients if you get busy or whatnot, right? So this is one of those three R's that I'm talking about, completely reusing content that you know works for your business not having to come back to content creation again and again and using what works since you've done the work and made sure it's effective, right? Now, uncommon content, it it chooses uncommon because and so that it stands out. So it starts doing the work of people simply knowing about you and saying, that is the person that does this. And an uncommon content is so honed in, so naturally tuned to your best client, that an audience, that you can use it again and again because you've followed the process, right? You followed the uncommon framework process where you've mapped out strategic content, you've shown up with a spark of service and your unique voice, and then you've honed it in and done the measurement to know, hey, this one thing I loved didn't really work so well. Maybe we can table that one, put it aside. But these other three things, they worked really well. And that one, that one was utter gold. Okay, that's the messaging that works. That's the content that people are responding to and engaging with. So let's reuse those pieces again. And maybe we'll replace that, you know, not so good performance piece with something else. Maybe we'll add in a couple new things here and there that we can also test and measure. That's the honing it in process, right? When all of the big biz gurus, you know, the the girl next door out there like saying, oh, do this. I did it. I made a million dollars and you can too. Uh, when they're giving their hot takes and spouting off with their pithy, you know, 99% of people are doing this wrong, but you could do it my way because it's the super secret special way, right? We've seen these posts. We know what we're talking about here. When these biz guru people are touting their best practices or whatever, they are essentially trying to sell a, a template, right? That template, it feels like an easy button. They're trying to sell you an easy button by saying, plug your message in here with your offer in here and use these three words in a package to kind of bundle them up and voila, you will be successful. That's the content easy button that they're trying to sell. And you might hate me for saying this, but there is no easy button. <laughs> it, it just doesn't exist. And I'm sorry, don't kill the messenger, please. The thing is, when it comes to giving your big idea the legs that it needs to run and eventually fly free, you do have to put in the work. And, and using content to explore your big idea, it is one of the best ways to use marketing to further your thing. It's the way to market by doing something that feels the least like marketing. And therefore, as a result, it's the way that you can get closest to the content easy button and still do the work of marketing your thing so people can find you, so you can help them 
turn a corner in their lives. The closest thing to a content easy button is putting the three parts of the uncommon content framework into practice. The Venn diagram, the three-part Venn diagram, right? We map out strategic content. Then we show up, then we hone it in. So mapping out your strategic content, you know, that might mean going back to your Brandscape foundations and really figuring out who you work with and then building out a content plan that takes them on a journey to get that relationship started. The relationship you can actually build on social media or off social media with your content. That's that mapping out phase. And then once you've got it mapped out, you you do kind of have to show up. You're showing up from a place of service, knowing that you are showing up so people have the opportunity to engage with you so they can get on the train and start to embrace your big idea, right? Your big thing that you can offer. And you're showing up with your authentic voice. You're not, you're not able to pay someone to do this for you. You have to show up at least to a certain extent. You can have help people help you with like a lot of parts of this process, but even if you hire me for a completely done for you content plan, it's still you that has to implement it at some step. And this is the step, the showing up step. And then finally, honing it in. We talked a little about about this already, right? Measuring what's already worked out there, figuring out which pieces did resonate with your audience and figuring out which ones you want to continue using so that you don't have to keep coming back to content again and again and again. We soloists have to embrace this. Most of us are only working with a handful of clients at a time. Some of us only, you know, two or three. Some of us, you know, eight or 10. But we're only working with a handful at a time, which means we don't have openings in our schedule all the time. And it's easy to push off marketing and content when you have a full roster. But having a pipeline of people ready to go and fill that next opening That takes a huge load of stress off. Every freelancer, every micro business has this. You know, it's that entrepreneurial roller coaster, right? Woo, do, do, do. I'm flying high. Oh my gosh, I have got no clients. I'm flying high. Using a robust, thought out, mapped out, showed up, honed in content plan that is uncommon content in action, it levels out that roller coaster. And as a soloist who depends on the work of X amount of clients at a time, we have to embrace the idea that content maybe doesn't have an easy button, but it does have an easier button. And this right here, uncommon content, is what gets you the closest you can to a content easy button. All right, friends, that's it for now. I'll see you in a few weeks, obviously. (laughs) But think about it. Where can you right now pick one of those three phases and say, I'm probably not putting enough work in right here? I usually see people showing up pretty well, or they've got like a plan to show up. They've mapped it out. Putting those two together doesn't seem to be that hard, but honing it in, I feel like that's where a lot of people really kind of fall down in the process. So wherever you think you're falling down, I have resources that can help at each one of these phases. Please reach out. I'm a real person. I'm a a DM away, an email away, and I'd love to at least give you some guidance or point you in the right direction, even if you're not ready to work with me. I'm a real person. I answer all of my messages. I don't have all those AI bots. That is not how I roll. Because I want to reiterate, authentically showing up as you means that you are approachable. You're real and you're there and you're there to help. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, 
we're gonna have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you guys in a couple weeks.